0: Hello and welcome to the Shiny Bees Podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. I'm your host Jo Millmine and this is episode 115, Phone Down, Knitting Up. Right. I feel a need to laugh again with you, if that's alright. Hello, welcome one and all to another episode of the Shiny Bees podcast. I am Jo Milmine, I'm your host today and if you are new with us, hello. Great to have you here for the first time and if you're back, you know how much I love and appreciate you. Thank you for joining me again on the show talking all things knitting, bit of comedy, bit of yarn, could be some other random stuff, and. It's great to be back again chatting with you. Today I'm going to be talking about a what just a a, a subject that's been kind of prickling my I want to say conscious conscience, not conscious, consciousness. <laughs> Probably a little bit, you know, in terms of just something I've been thinking about and becoming steadily a little bit more aware of and I just want to kind of share those thoughts with you because I think it's something we're probably all a little bit... And again, I don't want to say guilty. It's something we all do and maybe don't even notice that we're doing it because it's becoming a little bit prevalent that that's just what's done. So that is all about putting your phone down and picking your knitting up instead. And that is in no way a preachy, put your phone down, Kind of way, it's in a. I've noticed I'm doing this, and it's getting in the way of my knitting, quite frankly. And it's just a. This is what I've thought about it. These are the things that I've kind of come up with as thoughts around that. Uh, Just to share with you to make you think and get your feedback. See if it's something that you're doing or you you've been thinking about or you have any ideas around. And as always, this is a conversation. Um, because it's it's my podcast, and I like to hear all about what you think. So, thank you segue to everyone that's been in touch since uh, posh yarn, posh yarn, yarn snob rather, Uh, episode 114. I've had some different ideas for like different kinds of yarn snobs and different uh, people saying I'm, I'm not a yarn snob but I'm a needle snob or or whatever else so I'm going to pull all of those different ideas together as well and share those along with you in another episode but thank you if you if you, that is you and you've been in touch I've really enjoyed having conversations around this idea of yarn snobbery and uh, what it means to different people. Before I get into the main day knitting up chat part of the podcast I have a little bit of news of things that's going on given that it's the beginning of the month I like to share month that's my kind of signal to share month monthly news with you and um, I have a couple of different things to share first and then we will get into that main kind of chat really so I'm assuming you've got your Roy Boss already. So I'm not going to give you a sting, a musical sting to indicate going and getting your brie, And I'm just going to crack straight into the news. So, first up, unless you've been under a very large rock, uh, you will have noticed that uh, our, our friend of, very dear friend of the show, the Countess, has um, gone off and, in the space of about two weeks, launched a massive movement uh, called the Tits Out Collective. And this is if you've met her already in episode 107, and she was in another episode before that, 90 odd, it might be 94, I'll put links to both of those in the show notes, but it was definitely 107 when she was on, most recently talking about If I Want Exposure, and basically someone ripped off her yarn, and this is not unusual for her, her yarn gets ripped off all the time, but this was a charity colourway, and she lost she 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 lost her tits over it. Basically, she wasn't happy. She was disappointed that you know if you're going to rip something off, just rip off something that's commercial. Don't rip off something that is done with really kind of noble intentions. Really, so she launched the Titch, Titch Tits Out Collective, which has currently 287 participants. You can find out all about the, the background of that because I won't go into it in detail again. You can find out all about the background of that on her website. I will link to the blog post that explain what went on if you don't know and also you can go out and check out all of the different makers that are taking part in her Tits Out Collective Challenge which was basically she gave them the dyes, she, she laid down the gauntlet to you, some well every diary who wanted to take part and said these are the colours I used take it take the name do your own version donate a certain amount to charity from each skein sold and we will all get together and we will all market this together in a big kind of collective we don't like copying and let's make something instead of shaming someone um, and calling them out for it let's just ignore the fact they've done that and do something really positive instead And it's been on the whole, very well received. There have been a couple of people who object to the word, use of the word tits. Um, but then you get that everywhere, let's be honest. And it, it, it's not, you know, it, it goes a lot deeper than just, uh, the copy and there's a whole lot of other issues that we talked about in that episode that she's talked about since that everyone else is thinking about that are wrapped up underneath all of this but her intention for this was like yeah hey, just te- tech it I'll tell you what dies I've used make your own version copy it but let's turn it into a positive you know spin on on it put your own personal spin on it and let's market it all together so you can find everyone using that um and talking about that with the hashtag hashtag tits out collective and she has a Ditty fade gallery even I'm like the amount of boobs in this is crazy um, that shows everyone's different uh, contributions without any branding so it's literally a level playing field it was really cleverly done I'm obviously super proud of her but you should go check that out I will put a link in the show notes likewise if you enjoyed her on this show and you want to hear more from her she has launched her own YouTube channel yes she has And you can see her lovely, whatever hair she's wearing that day and everything else that she's doing that she's got going on and more of her thoughts and things on her YouTube channel, which I will put links to as well. So next up, news wise, we have tickets for the Great London Yarn Crawl on sale right now. They are available. If you've never been before, it is organized, accompanied. Yarn crawls are in London with your own kind of special guides and the idea is, is everyone goes on a different trip around the different yarn yarn stores in London. It's hosted by the girls at Yarn in the City, Alison and Rachel, and the profits from it go to Refuge. So that's September the 1st. And if you want to get involved, I think the 70% sold out already. So please do head on over to uh, Yarn in the City right away. Again, links will be in the show notes if you want to go to that because I would hate for you to miss out. Going to the other capital... In um, the UK, my other favourite capital, or my more favourite capital, London, I'm not a Londoner, you know that, because they can smell the Northern on me, they don't like it. Um, But in Edinburgh, they like me because I am half Scottish. So uh, you have the Indiburra yarn crawl, uh, Indiburra craft crawl, apologies which will be taking place on Friday and Saturday, the 27th and 28th of July between 10 and 5. And there's an after party as well at um, ACFA, which is where the Knit Nights are for Edinburgh Yarn Festival. That's been organised by Jess, our lovely friend Jess of Ginger Twist Studio. And there are 11 different places on the Craft Crawl. Now, it's not just yarn. It's all sorts of craft shops. So if you fancy a little day out to Edinburgh, especially whilst the weather is as glorious as it is in the UK at the moment, then I would highly recommend that. I've been to both events. They're both great events, um, both well worth attending. So there you go. And last but not, by no means least, a quick shout out for festivals this month. And I have Fibre East on the calendar. I will not be attending because I will not be in the UK, but it was my first yarn show in the UK when I came back from South Africa and and it was pretty good it's 28th of 29th uh, 28th and 29th in Bedford in 28th and 29th of July sorry losing my trail of thought there though completely and um, it's in a school so it's a bit of a strange venue but generally quite a nice mix of different vendors and um, I will say that last time I went which was the first time I came back so it is like quite a few years ago uh, sort of five five six years five years ago Uh, it was it was incredibly hot and the whole UK is hot at the moment so just bear in mind that it it can get really hot there for some reason and I I don't expect it to be any different this time because the weather I mean it's 28 degrees in the north so it's pretty much like Benidorm weather but without all the plastic chairs so (laughs) that is on as well and you can find more details about that Next up, I have review winners. So um, I asked you guys, would you be so helpful and kind as to write me some iTunes reviews uh, back in May? And I have uh, a couple of prizes that were not claimed yet. You naughty people, you. Uh, So Silver Spring Knit, Medic Biz 5 and Bry Knits. You need to email me info at shinybees.com, please, uh, so I can get these out to you. I have put the post up in the Facebook group. Uh, shiny bees podcast community and everyone is welcome to join that not just uh the winners everyone's welcome in there uh, and you might not have seen it because facebook being what it is you just might not have seen it so here's your nudge nudge to come and give me a show and claim your prize and finally some kind of podcasty sort of news it's been quite a quite big news segment this time but i have kept the news qu- quite light on the other episodes recently so this one again I have been a bit pensive recently in pensive mood and um, I think it's the sunshine it makes me super happy and chilled and um, I was thinking about like some things some conversations that have gone on recently just looking at things people are talking about on social and 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 generally like musing over life life in the universe basically and about women and voices and being heard and being listened to and misogyny and all that kind of stuff and you know what I'm like it's not something I like to kind of dwell too long on but every now and again someone pokes pokes a stick in my cage and I get a little bit radgy about it let's say and I feel like I need to kind of do something about it particularly as the mother of a very opinionated and uh outspoken young lady and i've i've just been thinking around this whole subject and uh i put a video up on instagram tv igtv the other week about how I record a podcast, basically what I use to get my podcast out to you. And I've had quite a few messages back going "Oh, you know, I'm really intimidated by the idea of podcasting. I'm intimidated by the tech. It looks so complex. Like I don't really know what I'm doing. It's not The same as just, you know, like throwing with a smartphone, you can just throw the camera on and get a pretty decent video and people are generally accepting of that. Whereas when you have an audio podcast, people expect a certain level of quality with the audio because it's a very intimate method of communication. And you can hear, you can hear every little thing. You can hear every groan from the dog and you can hear if it's tinny and, you know, recorded quickly and it's not been mixed up or anything like that to improve the sound uh, you can you know like you can hear that now and people are a lot more sensitive to that as technology's improved and we've got better kit and better things to do things with it you really do notice it and if you go back to like my first episodes and they were recorded and, and uploaded on the lowest quality audio I could get away with because I was in Africa like you can you can totally hear the difference And it just got me thinking about all these people that have probably got ideas that they want to share or things they want to say or a community they want to build or a movement they want to communicate to and got me thinking again about sharing what I know about podcasting. So that's basically what I'm going to do. So I'm going to be opening up some of what I do Basically, and how I do it online, and sharing that with you, and um, creating other opportunities to kind of work with me more closely. If that's something you want to do as a big thing, uh, to work with me, and I can share all of my secrets from the past six years because the podcast has been going for six years now. Yes, can you believe it? So, that's what I'm working on with that. And I'll give you some more details about that. But if you want to be like kept in the loop or whatever else, or you have some particular questions that you want me to cover in some of that, because I'm going to do a free series along with it, then just email me info at or just DM me on Insta or something. And let me know what, you know, what your questions are and what, what you struggle with and what you think is is the hardest part or the biggest thing stopping you getting going. And I know from what people have already said that a lot of it is is—is the kit, really the kit's the scary part which it doesn't really need to be so and something else for you to look forward to I'm I'm getting some new kit myself I'm getting some new kit myself and I'm looking at doing some video to go along with the audio podcast I love creating content for you guys it's my favorite thing and it occurred to me that if I'm gonna whinge about how terrible YouTube videos are when it comes to teaching people skills or you know anything like that then I'm better off just putting my money where my mouth is and producing something that is actually of an acceptable quality to me. So um, that's what I'm doing. So have a look out for that. It'll be some stuff over summer. I'm going to be away for the whole of summer in the far east. And that's something just a bit different and an opportunity, I think, to share some something a bit different knitting-wise and um, community-wise with all of you just for interest really and for fun and I think it would be good so I thought you know what I'll make this my summer project and I will work on some video for my shiny bees crew so that's what I'm going to be doing so if you have any requests again let me know speak to me info at or dm me or what have you and let me know what kind of stuff you would like to see so with all of those notices in mind thank you for your patience on that I'm going to tip into the main kind of thoughts essay or whatever you want to call it section for this episode which is phone down knitting up. So today the kind of chat is a little bit different to normal and it's something like I said earlier that's just been going around in my head and being on my mind in terms of Getting more time to knit and things that get in the way of that. Now, I've talked before about the idea of being a slow knitter, and a lot of us say, Oh, I'm such a slow knitter. You're so fast. I'm such a slow knitter. And then we look at ways to speed up our knitting by changing the method that we use for knit. Like a lot of people say that continental knitting is faster, and they change their style from a throwing style to a continental style to speed up the number of stitches they can do in a certain amount of time and that I mean that's that's a reasonable approach to increasing the amount of knitting you can get done and how quickly you turn out your projects and things you know and I've been thinking about the idea of, of being a slow knitter and I've said again I've said before like it's not that I'm a slow knitter because when I sit down and actually knit it's not slow it's not something you've got, or oh, you're such a slow knitter. It's that I don't have enough time to knit and therefore the resultant output is lower. And I blame that on being slow at knitting when actually it's nothing to do with the speed of production of stitches. It's the amount of time I've spent doing the production of stitches. So like the outcome, the a number of stitches you create is the number you can create in a minute times the amount of minutes that you've been doing it, right? So you can speed up how many stitches you create in a minute by a little bit, but it. But ultimately, the big factor here, like the thing that drives it, is the number of minutes that you spend doing it. Because say you did sixty stitches a minute and you sped that up to seventy. Well, even if you spent one more minute knitting at sixty, you'd still have fifty stitches more than you would have had. So, if you follow my maths there. So it's actually about the time you spend knitting, and all of us are super busy, right? Because we have different things that we need to do. We have different responsibilities. You might have children, you work, you have the emotional labour of of running a house, dogs, animals, other hobbies, things you want to be doing. And it's very easy to put all of those things in first and go, oh, I've no time to knit. I've not enough time to knit. And quite often we use knitting as a reward. So that idea that you can allocate this really nice juicy rewarding block of time for a little sit and a little knit and with a nice cup of tea and a biscuit maybe in the garden where you just that's your little treat for the day that's you grabbing a little bit back for you and that little block that protected block of time is super appealing as a concept like as a little reward for something you don't want to do or after a hard day or instead of like 18 glasses of wine or accompanying 18 glasses of wine it's entirely up to you but quite often we want to create that little that little treat and quite often what ends up happening is that instead of getting that block of juicy knitting time we get busy doing something else someone else comes along with their monkeys and they want something doing and that little protected bubble get just gets chipped and chipped and chipped and it it leads to you not having enough enough time because you don't necessarily want to it's not as appealing as just grabbing your knitting and knocking out three or four stitches here and there. That little juicy amount of time for yourself is just—it just sounds and feels way better and more compelling. So then you start thinking, well, I'm not—you know—I'm not making any progress. Like I really want to wear this jumper that I'm knitting, and like I want to get further on. And they started the same project before me, or you're in a cowl maybe, and you're comparing yourself to other people who are getting more done. And maybe you feel a little bit bad about that because you're like, oh, I can't keep up. I'm so slow. Negative self-talk. This is meant to be a hobby and it's meant to be fun. And now I'm beating myself up because I don't have time because I want this bubble of time and everyone else's priorities are encroached on my time and I'm not, I'm not getting enough time to do this. And there's the other aspect then of, you know, you spend three months knitting a 400 meter shawl and in that time, you've added another 10 skeins to the stash and you're just like, I'm I'm collecting this way quicker than I could ever knit it. And then you do the sums of how long it would take you to knit it. And you wonder whether that beautiful skein of merino cashmere nylon is ever going to last 25 years. Like, I think we've all been there with this kind of idea. So I started to explore the idea of where can I snatch back wasted bits of time? Because some of these things like keeping your offspring alive and taking them to school and all that kind of good stuff, like you can't get out of that. That is stuff that you're going to have to do. That's not really free time in your 24 hours of allocated time per day. You can't stay up all night because you've got to sleep sometime. and tired people make mistakes with their knitting. So out of your free time, where, where could, where could I snatch some time back? And I started to realise that, and it's been something that other people have, have spoken about or mentioned in passing before, about the amount of time I spent, I waste, not, it's not spending it, it's wasting it on or with or doing something on my phone. And this is not in any way to make anybody feel guilty or say that you shouldn't be on your phone or anything like that. Because for me, like I do need to be on there for a certain amount of the day. Like I have clients that I work with uh, in the yarn industry that I need to look after and answer questions and sort things out for. I've got friends that I wouldn't get to see otherwise. I mean, I work from home and I work by myself. So you know, I'm 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 talking to my friends. I'm talking to contractors. I'm talking to service providers organising all of that and you know I don't get out I don't get out much like because of my domestic um, personal situation I don't get out with my friends as much because I move house a lot so quite often I'm leaving those friends behind as well so it's not just the case that I'm a little little woman who lives in a shoe or anything like that it's just a lot of my friends aren't necessarily within coffeeable distance unless I'm on some kind of mega UK road trip where I can catch up with them, you know? So I spend a lot of time doing that and talking to them. I spend time talking to my husband who doesn't work in the UK, works overseas. And obviously like I have to, he has to be a priority, right? You have to do that. And then that time doing research and looking things up or finding answers for the kids or talking about a subject and teaching them how to look up the information and all that kind of good, wholesome stuff that you do. But then there's also that, massive amount of time that you waste and literally piss up the wall doing non-helpful scrolling. Mindless, non-helpful, blah. And just going into social media to have a quick look what's going on and then falling out of there dazed and confused 25 minutes later feeling a little bit sorry for yourself because your craft room doesn't look quite like that one on Ideal Home and you've not knit as much as the other person in the car and everyone's angry on Twitter and whatever else is going on and that's you know it's not why you go into social media you go in there to be social and to chat to people and there are great communities online and that's in no way dissing any of that uh, but quite often what can happen is you kind of fall out the other end of it feeling a little bit pissed off and annoyed at what someone said you know, I don't even read the news anymore, to be quite frank, it's too depressing. And it can just sometimes feel like, you know, that the world is ending because um, of the stuff that you're literally tipping doner kebabs into your brain at times when it comes to not being mindful about what you're spending your screen time doing. And that's not me being a little bit wanky and going, oh, you should only be looking at highbrow stuff on the internet. I'm talking about, those times where you get, you know, you kind of fall out the other end of a little browsing session and you just think, oh God, that was a waste of time. Oh, you know, like you don't feel good about it. You don't feel like you've learned something. You just feel a little bit and annoyed or irritated or, or whatever else. So I thought, right, well, I don't. I don't actually think I spend that much time wasting time because I'm obviously super hyper efficient and I never go on social media and I never waste my time looking at trampoline T-Rex videos. I am always looking up educational stuff and being a great, you know, business strategist and organizing my shopping so it's delivered at half past seven on a Saturday morning by the same guy every week because I know he'll come at half past seven because that's I'm the only person in the whole of shortly orders shopping at half seven on a Saturday morning, because I'm just like that. That's I've optimized all of my life to do these useful things. I don't waste any time on social media. I was wrong, baby. And I started using an app called Moment, uh, which tracks your screen time, what you're doing, uh, how many hours per day you spend on your phone, how many times you pick up your phone in a day. And even more scarily, what percentage of your life you are spending on your phone? Now, if you're a little bit sensitive disposition wise, I do not recommend you get this app because literally I could not believe the amount of times I picked up a phone, um, the amount of time I spent on a phone. Um... And the percentage of my life on the phone. And like I said, some of that is useful time and completely valid. And it's not like we're not gonna go all Amish and lock them in a cupboard and stop watching TV. Well, I don't even watch TV, that's the annoying thing. I don't even watch TV and um and never use technology again. But there's a difference between productive, useful time that makes you feel good and wasted time that you just like. I'm never I'm literally never going to get that back. So yeah, I started to become acutely aware that it was too much and not useful time either and then I looked at it and thought well you know I'm not even going to tell you the figures because they are depressing AF like it's a problem for me the time working on I don't have many vices but my phone definitely appears to be one of them at the moment because I'm on my own a lot and because of what I do and the way I do it some of that is necessary but a lot of it is not and I thought well how can we pull back some of that time because if I could even save half an hour a day so you know it's more than half an hour now don't you because I've told you that even half an hour, pull that back out of phone time into knitting time, that's an extra three and a half hours a week, which is an extra 14 hours a month that I've I've carved back for whatever I choose. And that, that, in my case, would be knitting because it's taken me way too long to do my lush cardigan at the moment. And I've got all this stuff I really want to get into making. But it's so easy when it's around you to pick it up and just have a quick scroll or quickly answer a WhatsApp or whatever else. Um, And there's been studies done on this. There's been studies done about the way that having your phone within reach um, or within vision, even if it's turned off, how distracting that is to you taking things into your brain, assimilating information, working on whatever you're doing and focus, even if your phone is switched off but you can see it, even if your phone is in another room and switched on your brain keeps going back to what is going on on that because it's all to do with brain chemistry and dopamine and you know immediate reward instant pleasure all that kind of stuff um and our inability these days to allow ourselves to be bored because the minute you get a bit bored you go oh i wonder what's happening on facebook or whatever and they start looking i'll oh, oh, a look at instagram to we'll look at some yarn pictures now it's super easy to do and it's it's like not that healthy to be doing it I don't think a lot of the time, certainly not for the amount of time that I'm doing it so I'm judging me for being unhealthy with the phone and unhealthy with the amount of knitting time. So I started thinking about reframing it into like what could I do instead, well, how much could I knit instead, how would this be better for me mentally, uh, emotionally, physically, if I could get in those calming stitches, that lovely repetitive nature where your brain just all the stuff starts to fizzle out of it and that, that massive spaghetti and noodles just starts to unravel itself. And there's all, those ideas that when you switch off that chunnering, the noise that goes on in your brain all day, because we're all so busy these days, we all have stuff to think about. The knitting quietens that. And then that's where the genius comes. Like if you could spend it half, it's almost like meditating, right? If you could spend that extra time doing that instead of filling your brain with the equivalent of a week old McDonald's for half an hour a day. Then what, you know, like what could change? What could you do? Uh, And how much better would you feel? And how much more knitwear, crucially, how much more knitwear will you have by the next knitwear season? Because winter is coming, my friends, and it's only going to be two months. It might be 28 degrees today, but it's only going to be two months before It's knitwear season again in the UK. Could even be two days. Let's be honest. It's the UK. Just because it's 28 degrees now and it has been for the last two and a half weeks doesn't mean it's going to be 28 degrees tomorrow. You don't know. You need the emergency knitwear. You need it there. So basically that is kind of my thought process around it and where I've gone with this. And what I'm interested in is, is this just me? Is it just me or are you seeing or feeling some of the same things that I've talked about in terms whether it's in terms of your phone and your phone usage and how that is into impacting on what you're doing uh, or is it in terms of carving out more time for knitting or have you already been through this situation where you're like I Facebook like Mark Zuckerberg does not need any more of my knitting time but I need to put a stop to him and his evil empire by knitting harder is that you? Is that something that you've come across? And you know, do you have any resources, any tips, any ideas to share, any comments to make around it? Like I say, it's in no way judging anyone that wants to spend lots of time per day on, on their phone. It's just something that I've noticed I'm doing. I feel quite guilty about it and quite bad about it and like it needs to change. And I'm just bouncing that idea off you in case that's you as well in the same way that, you know, I bounce funny stories off you and and everything else. So let me know. Get in touch info at shinybees.com. DM me on social, whatever else. Go into the shinybees podcast community on Facebook. Damn you, Facebook. And let me know then. have a chat with me there and tell me what you think. So there you go, something a little a bit different this week. I'm playing around with some ideas for topics and formats and approaches and styles and would be really great to hear from you what you think and what your preferences are and what you want more of. So do let me know because it's a little bit of a different pace, different sort of topic and approach today uh, to try it out. So... That is all we have time for this week. I hope you've enjoyed the show. It's been a pleasure having you back with me again, as always. And I will be back again soon with another episode of the Shiny Bees podcast. Have a wonderful week. Speak to you soon. Cheers. you've been listening to the shiny bees podcast full show notes for this episode can be found on the website at shinybees.com forward slash 115 and if you've enjoyed today's show please feel free to come and join us over at the shiny bees podcast community on facebook where you can join in all the chatter there cheers